Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. The 40 Days for Life fall campaign to end abortion runs through November 5th. I'm joined by Katherine Walker and Phil Price, two of the leaders of 40 Days for Life Aurora, and we're recording this interview right across the street from the Big Planned Parenthood Abortion Center in Aurora, where upwards of 400 surgical abortions are committed every month. Catherine, let's start with you. We spoke back in the spring, but for those unfamiliar with 40 Days for Life, this is a non-confrontational prayer effort outside abortion centers. Yes, Monty, this has always been a peaceful prayer presence outside of abortion clinics. It is so consistently successful in helping men and women turn away from these decisions by the just seeing people out on the properties across from these clinics peacefully praying. Phil, we know that some women decide to choose life when 40 Days for Life volunteers are out here praying outside the abortion centers. So it's having an impact. It is having an impact, Money. Up to 75% of women who come for an abortion at, a, at an abortion center turn away when there's a peaceful prayer presence across the street. And as we've mentioned before, 40 Days for Life is really a good way to begin involvement in the pro-life movement. Catherine, was it a starting point for you? Without question. It is absolutely the entrance point for most people and churches. It is the first step into wondering what, what you can do beyond prayer. But certainly it is an entry point. And uh, for me, without question, is where I started in my uh, journey uh, of being part of the pro-life movement and moving forward and becoming leaders and moving into other areas within the parachurch organizations that are fighting for life. Phil, was this kind of a starting point for you? Absolutely, Monty. Catherine here got me involved. She asked me to come out, and when I did, I saw how this presence offers hope and help to people who are looking for hope and help in the wrong place. And she said, come on, we got 40 days for life going on. Why don't you come and see what's going on? And I did. Catherine, there are 40 days for life locations all over the state of Illinois, Aurora being one of them. I would think that you think that this is like one of the ground zero points where people need to pray. Without question, it's a very large facility and we're continuing to see more and more out of state cars pulling in to Illinois, and we know that Illinois is prime to be a place where we are literally ground zero for abortion. I mean, they're just coming in groves. The numbers are increasing all the time. Then there's a role for 40 Days for Life. With so many women coming here, are you seeing maybe some of those women coming from surrounding states for abortions, maybe having a second thought? They'll go to a pro-life pregnancy center if there's one nearby. Is that happening? Often that is the case. Uh, we're very fortunate to have our vigils planted purposely outside of the clinics that are adjacent to the abortion centers. 
So we here are very fortunate to have Waterleaf, which is right across the street from Planned Parenthood. So women are guided into the hands of these women that are there to help them make decisions, offer them services, and come alongside them as they make this dramatic decision, which is life-altering. These pregnancy resource centers are paramount to the total success. So yes, we are there to, with trained sidewalk counselors to guide these women into the hands of those that really are there to help them make this decision. And Phil, if people want to get involved with 40 Days for Life, they can go online, check out for a location, they can sign up, or they could just come out. Yes, if they go on the 40 Days for Life website, there's a place where you can click your uh, zip code and it'll pull up all the, all the locations that are within that zip code. Yeah. It'll also list out all of the locations that are in the United States. There are 680 vigils uh, that are going to be open for this fall. That's worldwide, so there are many vigils, and there's probably one close to you. With so many people in prayer, 680-some vigils, it's going to make a difference. Absolutely. Since 2007, 23,585 babies have been spared from abortion when there's a peaceful, prayerful presence outside of an abortion center. Catherine, when you pray outside these big abortion centers, this big abortion center, for instance, right here in Aurora. What goes through your mind? You're engaged in a spiritual battle, aren't you? It's a big spiritual battle. And you know, Monty, when we come out here and pray, we're praying for a lot of things. We're praying for the workers. We're praying for the people that are in the neighborhood that they come and they, they know what's going on because we're right in the middle of the neighborhood. We're, we're sharing the gospel here as well. We're, we're praying for many, many things. And, you know, I know Phil has shared with me many times he's had a chance to talk to neighbors walking by, people just walking down the street and asking, what are you doing here? Our cars will stop. It's an endless conversation that is bringing forth the gospel. So God is using us out here for many, many things. And the stories are endless. If you can get in, engaged in a stream of conversation, it's amazing to see how just a subtle presence here saves lives. We see it all the time. Bill Cather mentioned something interesting there. 40 Days for Life is not just about praying to end abortion, which is a pretty big thing but it's also an opportunity to share the gospel with women and maybe their husbands or boyfriends. Absolutely, we're here not only for the uh, spirit or the physical lives of the babies, but we're also here for the spiritual lives of those that are looking for hope and help in the wrong place. Mothers, fathers, grandparents, even people that are walking by, as Catherine said, that are asking, what are you doing? And I would think that a lot of people would think, well, if you win these people to Christ, we could end a lot of abortions. That's true, but there are Christians out there, Christian women, having abortions. Unfortunately, that's true. I would say that I was one of those. Um, I wasn't seated deeply in my faith, but I would have called myself a Catholic at the moment when I had my abortion. It's just so important that the churches start talking about abortion in their messages on a Sunday morning that it is not the unforgivable sin, that this is something that Christ also took to the cross to bring forth women who have had abortions into healing 
and also to come alongside women that are sitting there that may be even pregnant or know of somebody who is pregnant and realize that the church is there to help them, not to condemn them. And this is a great resource. This is where the church really comes full cycle back to helping the body of Christ in all crises. And Phil, if pastors are reluctant to speak about abortion, they're really doing a disservice to women who've gone through an abortion and they're sitting there in the pew with guilt and they need to know that there's hope and forgiveness. Absolutely, it's all about love and compassion. What would Jesus do? Reaching out and helping people, allowing them to come to the church for help and not causing them to have to come here for help. One thing that has been pointed out to me, Catherine, is that there are women who are sitting in those pews and they've heard the gospel message they know abortion is wrong, and yet they go and have another abortion. You know, that's a hard thing to speak to. I personally have not met a woman like that, but I will tell you that I remember when I was at a church and the pastor told me that a woman came up to him and said she was pregnant, and she had a conversation with her pastor. I'll never forget that story being told to me because what a great example of how he is leading his flock that this woman felt that she could come to this pastor and tell him this this terrible situation that obviously she was distraught over that is a biblical issue in play she is going to her leader and asking advice that is where the gospel comes into play the gospel is where everything starts it is not a political issue, it's a moral and a gospel issue. And I know that there are women in our, in our churches that are still struggling with all of that, but we keep praying for them and we see miracles in front of us all the time. We're not gonna give up just because we see it happening. We know that God is in control of all of this and we lean into him for prayer and guidance and we know that he is working with us all the time. Bill. Before we take a time out here, we need to maybe give that website for 40 Days for Life and how people can get involved if they're looking for a location or just wanting to know what 40 Days for Life is all about. 40daysforlife.com, when you get there, it'll ask you if you'd like to participate in a vigil. Type in the town or the zip code and it'll get you to your closest vigil to where you're located. All right, this is Illinois Family Spotlight. We're gonna take a time out and then continue our conversation with Phil Price and Catherine Walker with 40 Days for Life Aurora right after this. With a one-minute look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. The Washington Post loves to promote their reporting with the tagline, Democracy Dies in Darkness. But in a published hit piece last month designed to smear Alliance Defending Freedom, they intentionally put readers in the dark with half-truths and thinly veiled insinuations. They pointed to the fact that a number of ADF plaintiffs are no longer in business as evidence that ADF has fabricated all these religious freedom attacks on Christian vendors who cannot serve same-sex weddings. Just because some of the cases have been pre-enforcement challenges doesn't change the fact that Alliance Defending Freedom has defended bakers, florists, photographers, and graphic artists from stiff state penalties for refusing to violate their conscience. The attack on Baronel Stutzman lasted for over a decade. Jack Phillips is still being targeted. This hit piece by The Post obscures what's at stake. Who are the aggressors in this issue and what freedom really means? And missing all of that, that is how democracy really dies. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. 
Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Speaking with Phil Price and Catherine Walker with 40 Days for Life Aurora. We're recording this interview outside the big Planned Parenthood in Aurora. Right across the street is a pro-life pregnancy care center. And Catherine, as you're aware, our pro-life pregnancy care centers have been under attack from our legislature and the governor with a bill, State Senate Bill 1909, that would essentially try to fine and litigate them out of business. Uh, judge put a hold on that legislation. We're very thankful for that. But I think maybe some people are a little leery of coming out to a pregnancy care center or outside a, an abortion center to even pray because they're fearful that the government will come down on them. That legislation has a chilling effect, doesn't it? We take it very seriously. We're in prayer over it. We feel that we are moving in the right direction with responding to it. I personally have been out here so many times on the Hill praying, and you're going to have people that are passing by that are going to give you an unfortunate gesture, maybe a comment. We feel we need to pray for these people as well. Um, but I have never felt fearful uh, of, of anything. We are standing on private property. Unfortunately, we have security now, um, which is a great add-on, but you're never alone out here. Uh, we always, during the vigil, we have uh, day captains that are here to greet you. There are many people that come out here, so it is not a place to be fearful. We invite you here. There is a lot going on. We have a lot of information to share with you when you come to answer your questions. But yes, you're here to pray and to see where God is going to work through your presence in the fight for life. But Phil, are you a little fearful? Are you saying to yourself maybe, well, I got to be a little bit more careful out here and what I say or how close I get to the abortion center, that sort of thing? I believe everything you're saying is true, Monty. The thing that 40 Days for Life is about is prayer. And prayer doesn't involve those conversations. It doesn't involve going down on the street. It doesn't involve getting into the parking lot of Planned Parenthood. It is prayer. There's no doubt in my mind that there would be a problem if that's what you're here for. Catherine, one of the things you mentioned earlier in our conversation is that pastors are reluctant to speak about the abortion issue. And I think they're fearful that it'll be just too political. But we have to remind them that this is a moral issue. This is a life and death issue. Absolutely, it's totally a biblical issue. When you really sink into the biblical side of what we're talking about and present the gospel, and then you get into what can we do about this? And prayer, as we talked, is a great entrance point. So if you want to establish a talking point at your church, this is the time to do it. Get into sharing the gospel and join us with the vigil. I think the issue is, Monty, it is a political issue and it is a controversial issue, a very controversial issue. You know, they want to stay away from that controversy. It's about winning souls and getting people into the church. But when you talk about that controversy in the church, people tend to shy away. Catherine, what about this idea? There are pastors who are speaking out about this, but some of their buddies in the ministry are not. I think the real pro-life pastors need to put the heat on these guys and push them forward. Without question, and I've seen that. You know, pastors definitely partner up. They have meetings, they gather up. Groups of pastors that get together all the time. And if you are led to sharing this and getting your other pastors that you know involved, that is a great 
way to segue into getting up there and, and really speaking the truth. But they're lacking really information, I believe. Bill, we know that uh, the pro-abortion forces will be out in force during this election season coming up. We can expect the Biden administration will be pushing for federal legislation to enshrine abortion. Is that one of your fears? It is one of my fears, Monty. We need to be very coherent about what is being said, and we can't be afraid to stand up. We can't be afraid to use what God has given us, our voice. And one of the ways we can fight that is through prayer, through 40 Days for Life. Yeah, one of the things that I am committed to at my home church is constantly educating people that have been moved forward uh, to want to know more about pro-life, getting the information out there. and. It's amazing how many people do not know what is going on in our churches. They're very, very ill-informed. So it's a shoulder-tapping process. You have got to invite, 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 and talk, and talk, and talk, and share. Definitely, we're going back to it's a spiritual warfare. It's just so dark and so hard. But please, don't give up because God is in the midst of this. This is his battle, and he's going to win this. And we're expecting a big push from the pro-abortion forces in our legislature for a state constitutional amendment that would enshrine abortion into our state constitution, which would make it nearly impossible to pass any pro-life legislation in the future, even if we had a pro-life majority in the legislature. Doesn't seem possible right now, but think maybe 10 years from now. Phil. Absolutely, Monty. You know, the one thing that we can't do is fear this. We can say that they seem to have everything on their side, but as Catherine says, God's already won this battle. All we need to do is to come out to pray and to do something. Catherine, we have to call attention to this threat against life, the possibility of a state constitutional amendment protecting abortion. Without question, Monty, we have to call attention to it. And I am so grateful for the organizations that are out there, like Pro-Life Action League and Illinois Family Institute, that are out there on the front line gathering information, directing us as Christians to various events and various information where we know where we can be part of the army that is up against this, funding them, uh, supporting them, prayer, and attending various events and being a voice in, the, in your neighborhoods. I mean, we are in our own neighborhoods where we live. This is not just standing here in Aurora. This is so, so wide. It's nationwide. It's statewide, of course. We cannot give up. It is a fight that we have brought ourselves into, God has brought us into, and we don't need to feel defeated because we have God on our side. And Phil, we have to encourage our fellow Christians to think biblically when they vote. Absolutely. It's so important to get out and vote and do your homework before you go. Know what's going to be on that ballot. All right. 40 Days for Life encourages people who are involved to vote pro-life, Catherine. It's very critical. It's probably more critical now than ever. There are so many things at stake. Please, you know, go out and vote. Like Phil said, become informed. Know your candidates. Encourage other people to come out. It's just an army of voting right now. We've got to be there. Well, 40 Days for Life, not just about abortion. It's also about the gospel, as we mentioned. So we need to get as many people out here as possible to all the locations where 40 Days for Life prayer rituals are underway. Phil? 
Monty, 40 Days for Life is underway. Go to 40daysforlife.com to find out where the closest vigil to you is. We look forward to praying for you at a 40 Days for Life vigil. These people will be out here praying. It's uh, really a critical thing. I think people sometimes overlook the value of prayer, but you see the results. Yes, absolutely. And as I stated earlier, Monty, we come out here certainly to pray for these women that are walking in and trying to save that life. But we pray for the workers. We pray for a lot of things. We pray for our politicians. We pray for our church leaders. Everything is on the docket when we're out here praying. And there's a lot of church leaders that come out here. We see priests coming out here, pastors, all different types of leaders. And we're one body. You know, the church is just one body out here, which is a wonderful thing to see. All right. Thank you so much. Catherine Walker and Phil Price with 40 Days for Life Aurora. Prayer vigils, how many hours out of the day? Some will be running 24 hours. Some locations are 7 to 7. It depends on the location, but certainly there is a constant prayer vigil within 8 o'clock in the morning till 5 o'clock in the evening right. in most cases. Tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight, and until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.